BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Jump back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh-oh. We are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? <gasps> Talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. About can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. Who stay for supper? I'm not hungry. Oh, but we are. Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again! You have no powers here, you fool! Before all Salem falls under their spell. Walt Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Uh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs> Welcome to BS for Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine's a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and we've got a really fun episode for you this month. We are talking about the classic film Hocus Pocus. Uh, before we get to that, I do have a small announcement, and that is a new thing we're doing at the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For those of you who listen to the little intro at the beginning of every episode, we are a part of a, uh, a larger podcast network, and we have like a Discord and things like that, and we bring, bring that up at the beginning of the show, but uh, uh, we are launching a new community thing. A community thing that is completely run just by the network, and that is nerdandtie.social. It is a set of forums. That's right. We're launching forums like it's 2003. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are young and don't remember, before the rise of social media, the primary way that people talk to each other and their friends online um, were these things called forums, where we, we posted the message boards. They're fun. They are neat. They are exciting. And we are launching a new one. It is nerdandtie.social. Uh, I'm there, a lot of us are there, and uh, it's it's a fun place to hang out and talk with other listeners of other podcasts on this network, including, you know, this uh, show and our sister show, Hex Positive, and you should you should check it out and talk with us. It's fun and free, and, and that's, that's all that matters. Anyways, um, speaking of Hex Positive, joining me this month is... Uh, Brina Garen, host of Hex Positive, and also the uh, writer of Grove Daughter Witchery, along some with some other books. And she's now going to join me, and we're going to talk about the classic 
Halloween film in November. We're going to talk about November, but we're going to talk about the classic Halloween film, Hocus Pocus. So, hi, Bree. Hey, Trey. Morning. It is. Oh, God. We're recording this at like 9.30 a.m. on a, <laughs> for me, 10, well, 10.30 for you. You're lucky in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> Um, on a Saturday morning, uh, but we are talking about Hocus Pocus, the classic Yay! 1993 movie uh, starring, you know, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, and then other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so we know young Thora Birch is in there, but like, yeah, uh, how much does anybody care about the kid, the actors who play the kids? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think Omri Katz was ever in another movie. I think after he did Hocus Pocus, he was like, nope, I'm done. That's it. Uh, Erie, Indiana? Well, that was before this. Yeah. That was before this. Uh, I mean, I guess he uh, did an episode of General Hospital in the year 2000. Fair. Uh, he did six episodes of the John Larroquette Show, a show that we all totally remember existed. Uh, sure <laughs> but anyways hocus pocus so uh hocus pocus classic uh classic uh, halloween movie that we're of course talking about in november uh <laughs> because this is a witchcraft show where it's halloween all year round let's not kid ourselves it's um, always autumn in here put you in the mood um <laughs> So let's uh let's talk about first off just the basic plot of this film. Mm -hmm. um, uh so we've got uh in in Salem in sixteen ninety-three, uh the which like it they put this movie out in nineteen ninety-three. How lucky were they that they came up on like uh the three hundred year anniversary of the actual Salem witch trials. Um True. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh in 1693, uh, guy Thackeray Binks, which is what a name, Thackeray Binks, uh, finds out his younger sister has been uh, pretty much lured away by the Sanderson sisters, uh, Winifred, Mary, and Sarah. Um, and uh, we just, we open with child murder. We open yeah. with comedic child murder. And ch mm. Child murder played for comedy. The tone of this scene of this opening scene. Also, by the way, Thackeray Binks, 100% dubbed. Um, the person providing the body. Which I didn't know until years. Yeah. The person in the the person playing the live action Thackeray Binks is not. You do not hear his voice, which is also funny when you think about the fact that um, Sean Murray, who plays the live action Thackeray Binks, unlike some of the other people in this movie, did go on to have like uh, a major acting career. That's true. He's freaking. McGee on NCIS. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> like uh, out of all the actors, in, out of the kid actors in this movie, I mean, I mean, Thora Birch went on to do stuff too, but oh yeah, not a not a ton compared, like, compared to like the the amount of stuff that like <laughs> <laughs> for a guy who had like less than I think. 15 minutes of screen time he probably had a better career than most of the other young actors in the movie yeah uh and you don't even hear his voice in this film <laughs> but uh <laughs> so uh he tries to save his sister um the sanderson sisters 
in a very comedic bit, murder a child. Murder a child. <laughs> murder, fully Straight murder up. a child whose dead body is on screen multiple times in this scene. Um, they just gloss over the dead kid in the room. She just it's just a dead there. kid there. And uh, like, like you well, can see happened. her slumped over in the chair, dead. Uh, but they turn Thackeray Binks into a cat and make him immortal as a punishment because the one thing you always want to do is make your enemies immortal. That always works out well for you. Uh, oh yeah, especially if they have a family grudge. And fun fact, all of the merch that puts that like cat turning charm on it gets it wrong. Yeah. I know because I always look for the Hocus Pocus merch at like Spirit Halloween and Disney and stuff every year. Um, it always says, trim thee of thine baby fat. It's trim him of his baby fat. Come on, people, do your research. Shame. Shame. Shame, to be I fair, maybe they, maybe they altered it so you don't actually turn people into cats. Fair point. All right, so... Sanderson sisters also I love the fact that the, but like them turning their enemy into an immortal is actually totally in character because if there's one thing I want you to understand about this movie is the Sanderson sisters are canonically dumb as fuck oh god yes they are there's, really stupid there's they exactly are, one person in this movie with a brain and we haven't met them yet <laughs> yeah I, I argue maybe that's not true at all about any character in this movie um <laughs> I'll, I'll make person. my case later. Okay. So, anyways, um, the uh, so so the but the the town like goes, oh hey, there's a missing kid, uh, who's who's been who's who's dead. There's a dead kid in your house. Um, they mm. uh, they About execute the, they execute the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, and and uh, the optics the optics of that are not great, especially on the 300 year anniversary of an event in Salem where we're, like 20 something innocent we're, people we're, we're died. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I feel like so we're, we're, let's reserve the, the analyzation of the historical relevance of this for until after we get through describing what the fuck happens in this movie. I'm swearing a lot, but I'm taking advantage of the fact that this, 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 the show has a mature warning on iTunes, so I don't feel bad about it. Um, but we're Fair. talking At about least a kid's... Got the message of the execution. Correct. So many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's right. We remembered that the sa in the Salem we hung witches. Yes. So they get hung, um, and then we flash forward to the 20th century, where the teacher's talking about uh, this story, and um, there's just one line that always gets me every time, um, and that is the 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 teacher says, "No one knows what happened to Thackeray." Or like that, but then how did you tell the events of the story about what happened in the cabin, lady? There's your how witch you, right there. How do you know? She's wearing a hat. I'm Ooh. just saying. She's the um, real witch. Uh so uh and then and then um Max we meet Max, our protagonist. The guy we all hated in high school. As he goes, um actually Halloween is just invented to uh for the candy, the companies. candy companies yeah and i just want to i want you to understand that there's a reason why max is a virgin and we're going to hear it a lot um yeah but then we're introduced also to allison who then says don't you know it's about the ancient tradition of all hollows eve uh, not ancient not ancient okay so halloween <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of our traditions around Halloween come from Samhain. It's true. Halloween was kind of like it's part of like All Saints Day, All Hallow, All All Hallows Day, and All Hallows Eve. It's a whole thing in the early, uh, early Christian Church, but it's still Christian Church. Uh, now it is likely coincidence that it's the same time as Samhain. There is a guy who was from the British Isles who was in the Vatican at the time. Mm-hmm. who may have done it on purpose like as in like whatever but like the the whole Vatican didn't get behind it because of what some people were doing on one set of islands you know it's it wasn't like a intentional thing it, but very catholic ireland got this holiday that lined up and said oh we're going to do all of our sound shit oh yes thank you <laughs> okay <laughs> oh so yeah this works out great mm. yeah Pile it on. And actually, yeah. a lot of the stuff we associate with Halloween that people get tribute to Samhain came and actually post All Hallows' Eve. Uh, but that's that's a whole other episode I'll do in another year. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I do have to say, though, uh, to a high school kid, maybe a few centuries is ancient history. Well, but also to a high school kid, not knowing the history is actually maybe okay. Like, it's believable. I said more, like, to be fair, the shit I was repeating in high school about the history of Halloween was way more inaccurate. So, like, I will give her a break for that. I mean, it's the 90s. It's Um, the 90s. I also said dumb shit about Halloween in the 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. Christians stole our holidays. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so but but that's where <laughs> we meet both Max and Allison. Allison is a character who um, I'm assuming is the one you think has a brain. She is the only one that I think demonstrates something approaching having a brain. Right. Okay. I guess. I guess. Yeah. But she also doesn't have a personality. Um, well, no, because <laughs> it's the '90s and she's the love interest in yeah. a in a teenage. And- whatever and and my one note about her is i guess allison is into max because it's in the script um uh, pretty much but uh we we meet max we meet allison uh max kind of like hits on allison and admittedly not a terrible way like he's not like weird or gross about it but he is like hey i'm new yeah. hey you're cute we should do something that but, that's like, pretty bold and pretty smooth for like a yeah. 16 year old kid. Yeah, like that's not that's not bad. Okay. I got that. Yeah. But then then we meet uh Jay and Ice uh who are just <laughs> casually robbing people in a graveyard. Um I'm wondering why Max chose to walk by them. Yeah. If you've got a whole graveyard to walk through and there're two like so if I see two people hanging out in a graveyard and I mean, it looked I'll, like there was a pretty broad view. They may have yeah. been hiding, but mm. I, I, I kind of want to like I don't want to victim blame here, but I feel like to some degree, um, Max kind of invites this <laughs> because I mean, the, he could have just taken a wider berth like they didn't go to him. Yeah. He was going between gravestones like he wasn't on a path. He was just kind of like most direct route between two points and also this kid just moved to rural salem from los frickin angeles how does he not know like how not to get jumped also why is he taking the grain survival instinct right like you see two guys like that sitting in a graveyard 
You give them you a wide berth because even at best, they're having a private conversation, you know, like, but, uh, so they, uh, so, uh, ice steals his shoes. Um, Again, I have, very in, in my notes, I have one day Jay and ice will be able to get married and be happy and not have to take the <laughs> repressed rage out on others. Um, <laughs> they've got the best chemistry in the movie. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, the other thing I was noting is like they're making fun of Max for being from LA. I'm like, you're from freaking, you know, Salem, Massachusetts. It is the early 90s, and, and also, the two of you are dressed like wannabe rappers. Right. And, now, well, well and, I say Jay and a wannabe Jay's, grunge Jay's, boy from yeah, Portland. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's it, Jay's dressed like a, a, a grunge boy slash metalhead. He's in that, it's 93, it's shot in yeah. 92. It's in that transition between LA metal and grunge. And he's yeah, in that kind of like, like, like the West Coast should be like the coolest freaking place you can think of. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Hollywood. It's like a dumb place to be. Right. From. They're the right. wrong kind of small town bully. Yeah. Like that you should have them in cowboy boots or like, you know, <laughs> have them be country wannabes. I mean, I know uh, that you're in Massachusetts, and I guess you know, like the 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 redneck fetishization of small town North hadn't really happened as much. Like nowadays, well, you know, those those days in Massachusetts, also, I think uh, they had to portray them as like, oh, these are the the local rebels, the local toughs. And yeah. they just didn't know how to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but really, you were more likely to be jumped by the preps. Yeah, no, you should have been townies, right? It's yeah, should have been townies. Um, and I and I mean that in the pejorative, not the descriptive. Uh -huh. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, so anyways, you're from a different time zone, stranger. <laughs> so so anyways, so they steal his shoes. Yeah, which will be plot important later. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and and Max gets home, and we're, this is like we're seventeen minutes into this movie, and I know that for a fact because what the fuck is Charles Rocket doing at seventeen minutes? So he gets home. Uh, the parents notice he's not wearing shoes, but think it's some kid things. I just this is just a thing I'm obsessed with, um, and I've seen theories on the internet, but no clear answer. Max's mom and dad are like in the kitchen, and Max's dad, played by uh, former SNL cast member Charles Rocket, mm -hmm. uh. Who has the best? Uh, I don't know if I don't think that's his actual birth name. I think that's just a stage name, but I could be wrong. He could have been named Charles Rocket. I don't think so, but it's still I love his name. But he's building something. Yeah, in the he's kitchen. tinkering. He's tinkering with something. There's a battery. Like I've had people talk about, like maybe it's a um some sort of wine. Like it's because the device is looking. It looks like they've thought. Some people think it's a bread maker or something. It's a cotton candy machine. But, like, those are both things you'd plug in. He's wiring it to a battery, and there's, like, a spool of thread. And, like, some people talk about, like, maybe he's putting together some Halloween decoration. But mm -hmm. it's not something we ever see in the movie. And I know for a fact really what's happening is that the actors, they a bunch of props were put on the table. And the actors were told to look like you're doing something when the kid comes home. Because you want busy work. You don't want it to be like the parents are waiting around for the kid to come home. Yeah, because you know, that's not what actually happens. So, like, I know Charles Rocket is just doing some busy work with pro doing some prop work. Um, <laughs> but it just leads me to a question of what the fuck are you building, Charles Rocket? Like, <laughs> what are you building? 
to me, I always thought it was like he's trying to get like some sort of fancy, you know, early 90s high end random like egg blender type thing to work because it looked like a small blender attachment. I don't know. Well, so the cotton candy machine, I think it's the most solid mm-hmm. theory, uh, but it's you check off's gun to me, but then give me then it never fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, but I think it, maybe I'm watching this film too closely. Uh, so yeah, at this put, point, don't put th- too much thought into it. It's Disney in the nineties. <laughs> um, and so, uh, like, so at this point, we are um, we are introduced uh, to uh, Max's younger sister, uh, uh, Danny, Yay! played by Thora Birch. Danny is eight. Thora Birch does not look eight. This is because Thora Birch is ten. Um, <laughs> She also has the most adorable, like, home-brewed closet cosplay witch costume. It's super, super cute. It just looked like she has, like, a fun skirt and a fun sweater and, like, some material that was thrown on a hat. And I'm like, I love it. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) It's so cute. Uh, I want to say, like, the the dynamic between Max and Danny is... uh, they are realistic in the sense that uh, sometimes siblings are that mean to each other, but maybe it's a little much, uh, like, uh, too cl- too cleverly written um, sometimes. But, you know, um, and uh, so Max has got to take Danny trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, uh, just real quick, read the sibling relationship. As somebody who has uh, a younger brother, not... Uh, not the same age gap. My brother and I are only uh, three years apart, but we were very close when we were kids. And um, Max and Danny always kind of gave me the same vibe that my brother and I would have when we were younger. And then we sort of started to grow up like we grew apart as I became somebody who was trying to be a cool teenager and just didn't want the, the kid hanging around. And, you know, with with the move, that's obviously stressful, but it's like, clearly they have like a really close sibling bond. It's just that yeah. lately it has become strained. Yeah, no, it's yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm a middle child. I, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, um, I really liked their their dynamic. It was I, you know, I, I later overall... in the movie, it's shown to be very healthy. Oh, no, no. It's overall I'm I'm not against this. Uh yeah. Max, Max is being a, a sulkin, sullen teenager. And like, I guess like, I feel like this would all like Max is just kind of annoying. And multiple times in my notes, I have just the note Max is a virgin for a reason. Um, But it's like, I guess I Max kind of doesn't really grow that much throughout the film. But a little bit, I a little. So that's why I'm like, I was rewatching this. I was like, well, okay, these are like all these negative things about Max. I'm saying, like, maybe these are like room for growth. And I guess there's a little bit, but not a ton. And so I'm just like, oh no, the writers just thought this was funny. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. There's like there's some growth, and it's like it's going from being very self focused to like remembering that he loves his sister. It's like, oh that yeah, that's that's important. Um, and also going from like you know just sulking about everything and being mad about everything and trying to be too cool to being like okay i i need to actually like make good decisions yeah 
So that's yeah, that's kind of an arc, but it's really not much. Right. So 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 Max Max has to take Danny trick or treating. The parents go off to a Halloween party, which is why again, what the heck is Charles Rocket building? It's they're going out. No, but um, I'm so confused. Uh, so maybe uh, it was something they took to the party that we just never see. I'm looking at that party. That's not the kind of party that you bring things to. But uh, anyways, let's get back to the the story. Um, yeah. Because we got a lot of this movie to get through. Uh, mm-hmm. So Max has to take Danny trick-or-treating. Uh, they do. At one point, they re-encounter uh, Jay and Ice. Um, because, of course they do, who are stealing candy. Uh, we mm-hmm. do get this whole thing, like a nice little moment where that I, I kind of like it as a moment, but it's so difficult to watch. Um, where Danny, um, at the, the side of the bullies, like, cause she's been mean to her brother, like, just, oh. oh yeah, my older, because she clearly thinks her older brother is great. Uh, yeah. like, you know, like, oh yeah, my older brother's here and you know, he's gonna. Oh, the stunning up, like... lack of self-preservation instincts. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. and so they have a super fun encounter there. Um, but they keep going, they keep trick-or-treating and they end up at a, a nice house where there is clearly um, a party going on and Max and Danny are the jerks who don't only take one. Uh, they are my enemies. And I hope Max dies a virgin is in my notes because uh, <laughs> they, 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 so the, they walk into this house where, and they see the bowl of candy and they just go to take handfuls. And I'm just like, no, yeah. no, you are the people I used to jump scare when I was a teenager. Um, I used to dress up as a dummy in my front yard and there was a bowl of candy on the fake lap because the the pants were clearly poorly attached to my torso to sell the image of the dummy. My actual legs were inside the chair and, um, my hand, my, and then one of my arms was just really the only part of me that was in the dummy was my left arm and my, my shoulders, my head, the rest (laughs) of it was pretty much fake dummy. And, um, my my left hand was like holding the bowl steady on on the lap, but like in a glove, it looked. Fa- it, um, if someone like grabbed a handful, my right hand would burst out of the chest. I love that. That's great. I love so, it. That's uh, great. I would have scared the shit. I sent a kid running down the block once. It was great. Um, oh, that's fabulous. That being said, rob the rich, eat their candy. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> in a rich neighborhood. Yeah, I know, but you know, I'm just like. <laughs> Right, but Halloween is you're sharing between all the other kids who are taking. Like it's not you're not taking the candy that they're eating for themselves. You're taking the candy from the other kids going around. You know, <laughs> people buy a limited amount. You can't you ever try There's to go a out and huge buy candy? People with a gigantic cauldron of candy. I think they're okay. Uh, <laughs> you're stealing from the other kids. You're stealing from the proletariat. Um <laughs> The, anyways uh so they get busted so anyways, yeah by allison because it's allison's house this is also where the party is um mm-hmm. and uh it's uh and again it's uh yeah well there's uh, there's two parties there's the, oh, the okay. party that allison's parents are throwing and then there's the other one at town hall that the dennisons oh went to. that's right you know my brain has conflated yeah. these into the same party all right so yeah. allison's parents are, th- are throwing a party masquerade um, ball thing yeah. also allison's dress Love it. Love the the period accurateness of it. It and made me really happy. Changes back into regular clothes. 
I mean, it would have been awesome to run around the whole movie in that amazing, amazing dress. But it's also, I feel probably... like the wardrobe budget would not have yeah, allowed. Yeah, no, because you'd like, have to make five like versions. five of those, and yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and various like with based. Yeah, it's way easier to put put her in regular clothes. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, Danny keeps talking about Allison's yabos, which why is child. Also, like first off, like I was like, um, uh, my computer kept autocorrecting yabos to rabbis, um. I... <laughs> that's random Uh, because i i spelled it y-a-b-b-o-s and my do you you spell it do you mean do you mean rabbis no maybe maybe it's like hoo-ha it means different things to different people (laughs) (laughs) no it's uh so they end up going out back into the 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 world and they end up at the sanderson sisters home Oh yeah, because I have I, I have museum, just where every eight-year-old wants to go. But I have I have questions about this house. First off, it's full of cobwebs and clearly disused. Like no one's walking through this place. Yet the power bill is on, like the yeah. power's being paid for, and the sprinkler system works. So yeah. clearly something like someone is maintaining this, but also not maintaining this in a really weird way. And I feel yeah. like in like also, I wrote, there's no way some property developers wouldn't have flattened the Sanderson sisters' home in, like, 1975 and put in condos in the real world. But, oh, my God, um, yes. But, you know, it's who's who's paying for the power bill and not cleaning up the cobwebs? And um, yeah. I have in my notes, I don't remember why this is in here. It's just Thackeray should have killed Max. We would have been better off. Because <laughs> um, Tha- Thackeray is in the house. Um, yes, I do have Thackeray a theory about is the in the house. Hmm? <laughs> I do have a theory about the house. Uh, we do see a sign later in the movie that says closed for renovations. Um, you know, Allison says, oh, it, it's closed right now because a lot of spooky things happen there. I'm like, spooky things meaning lack of public funding. Got it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and a talking yeah. cat keeps fucking with people. Um, <laughs> and also, like, this is supposed to be a museum, but, like, all of their 300-year-old historical artifacts are just out there, like, in the air. Uh and it's like, no, and you're not, they're not even packed away. Like during when this place is supposed to be renovated, museum fail. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, it's clearly goes out of business by the second movie. We'll talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> the developers um, do find it. <laughs> well, um, uh, Max says the name of the movie. Uh, Title and tagline. Yep. It's uh, So anyways, they find the black flame candle. The thing about a virgin lighting a black flame, blah, 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 blah. They find the black flame candle. Also, 300-year-old historical artifact, clearly one of a kind, in a museum, and your first instinct is to light it on fire to impress a girl. Max, you deserve to die a virgin. Although, to be (laughs) fair, that's a very 16-year-old thing to do. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. I mean, who didn't do stupid things to impress a girl at 16? Yeah. Remember when, like, Zippo lighters were, like, a cool thing to have in in a souvenir shop? Just randomly? (laughs) <laughs> yes actually mm. i mean usually you'd have like a logo on it though that's the oh thing. i know the I'm only saying, thing that makes that it unreal. Yeah. the 90s mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah mm. you know those before people vaped um <laughs> true like I anyway so max is anyways, so max <laughs> lights the black flame candle 
And uh, yeah, I say my notes are Max says the name of the movie and then proves his virginity in a new way. Um, <laughs> and uh, lights the black flame candle. Uh, the Sanderson sisters are uh, summoned. Um, yeah, and we get to meet, uh, the, we get reintroduced to the Sanderson sisters, who we haven't seen since the prologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnie, uh, Mary oh, with, with and the Sarah. appearance of the evil Disney lime green. Yes. The, the evil Disney lime green light. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, I, I always have a problem remembering uh, Sarah's name because my brain goes, Sarah, no, wait, I'm just thinking of an actress, Sarah Jessica Parker. What's the character name? I'm thinking of the no, actress. You're so right. Was, I know. It drives, it, like, there's a weird thing. And, uh, <laughs> and, <sighs> like, the uh the 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 uh, yeah i remember i also have a note here in saying that so sarah finds her favorite rat tail that rat tail should have decayed uh it's been 300 so, so, years so should the book yeah yeah uh well the book's magic like i get like Fair. you know if the book is alive um the book has a living eyeball in it which yeah, yes. doesn't really seem to account for depth when it's opened so it's really kind of like Shurian, if you think about it, mm-hmm. um, non-Euclidean geometry happening with that book, but it's magic, so you can at least just say it's magic. True. Uh, also, I feel like the uh, the whole the book is bound in human skin. Um, I feel like the construction of Winnie's spell book is kind of a nod to uh, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead series and the Necronomicon, well, which I is mean, you know bound in skin and has sort of a similar aesthetic. I mean, there are actual books bound in human skin in real life, so it's... Oh, know. I know. I know. That's, that's like, a thing. A surprising yeah. amount of stuff made out of human skin. People are screwed up. Yeah. But, uh, and a lot of those artifacts are a lot younger than you might think. Yeah. But also, but, I mean, I feel like that was, know. like, a pre-existing thing in occultism that Sam Raimi adopted. Oh, word. So Absolutely. I just... Horror yeah. movie me loves the nod, even if it's unintentional. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, uh, the 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 kids run away. Uh, Max does a fake out because the Sanderson sisters are again canonically stupid, um, and try and, to eat his sister. Yeah, right. They try to eat the sister. They run away. Um, yeah, and also Allison's just cool with the talking cat. Uh, yeah, like that... everyone's just like, oh, there's a talking cat. Great. And um, that that's is... a note that I made. I'm like, this is a, a Disney logic thing where like. No one questions like impossible events or magical stuff or talking animals for more than like 30 seconds. They're like, oh my God, this is so weird. This can't be happening. Less I mean, than 10 I seconds later, it's like, if, well, this is happening. <laughs> I guess if three historical witches just materialized in front of you, the talking cat might be your least, like, your least worrying thing. But also, why do people know about Thackeray at all? Is again in my notes. Um, yeah, and why yeah, would you assume and... that he's the cat? Allison's a real witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah. Anyway, so they, they, they run away. There's a bunch of running. They run to hollowed ground because apparently they know that witches can't go there. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Fooled you. I've been on hollowed ground tons of times. Hanging out in graveyards is what most witches do at some point in their teenage years. Um, I mean... <laughs> but anyways... Uh, these are movie monster witches. Uh, and so they have to have about... rules. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some context for that. Uh, so so they run to hollow ground. Uh, they, they can't 
set foot on the ground. They fly off on their brooms to fall. They can't set foot on the ground, so they resurrect Doug Jones. Um, young Doug Jones. Love to see it. Love it. Uh, young Doug Jones. I love Jones. Doug Jones. He's fabulous. And, um, yeah, it's... So they end, they end up running away, and... Oh, God. Well, there's so many... God, there's so many... Like, my notes here. Uh, like... <laughs> They end up uh, getting uh, like they they get a get on a bus at one point, and that bus driver mm-hmm. is fucking thirsty as hell. I'm uh, like, why can't they just eat the bus driver? Well, he's I mean, not that's got to give you something. Well, the children thing is stealing youth. He's middle aged. I think he's <laughs> he's he's relatively actually like the age that Winnie is. So I don't think it would get them anywhere. Um, I think no, but it would be satisfying. But also, like, uh, it's like you need body parts, right? There is there's a consistent issue with this movie about what they know about and what they don't know about. Yes. Um, it's because they're confused by the road, about asphalt. Uh-huh. Uh, they are confused by the bus. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, they're, they're confused by Halloween, not knowing, like, they, like, the children, which is fine. Again, like, like, the Halloween thing, that was created after they were dead. So, like, okay. Um. Yeah, my notes. I have the Sanderson sisters are canonically idiots, and I love that for them. Um, <laughs> at one point, they end up uh, at a house where uh, Gary Marshall is dressed up as the devil, and his wife is played by Penny Marshall, and that is oh. gross and weird because they are brother and sister. Gary Marshall yeah, and was... Penny Marshall were brother and sister, and they are pay- playing a married couple. It's a little bit Osmonds. Mm. I'm not okay with it. Uh, yeah. Also, I refuse to w- believe that any witch worth her salt wouldn't recognize a goddamn kitchen. Yeah, that's so bizarre. No. Because no, no, like, no, 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 no. Historical kitchens, like there was a there was a stove. Like it might be, you know, wood burning. Like you know, it's they might ask where does the wood go in the stove. Although they'd probably just assume the broiler. Uh, oh yeah, but the... it's like she picks up a meat tenderizer. It's like they had those. Yeah, <laughs> she knows um, what a mallet is. Come on, they are canonically stupid. Uh, they are not also... worth salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, salt jokes. Um, speaking of which, though, I I ha um, I had to say I uh, had an earlier note that I absolutely love the group aesthetic of. The drag queen, the sex pot, and Curly from the Three Stooges. Yeah, it gives me life. Oh well, it's um, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker's is, is the whole read. physical comedy in this movie mm. is just the she will hang off of anything. She will just like move her bodies in ways that like her later roles would never even think of having her do. Mm-hmm. Like it's like once she got Sex in the City, her whole like. Her whole demeanor screwball, changed. Yeah, like her whole screwball yeah. comedy, like the stuff she stopped getting cast and stuff like this, um, until the sequel. Uh, the it's uh, and, and Bette Midler notes, is just like all stage presence. You know, ev- she's like chewing every bit of scenery she comes across. It's glorious. But but also like the logic of this movie often doesn't work. Like okay, so this is not a criticism of the movie, but like I will say earlier, like in in the graveyard, Bette 
Bette Midler, Winnie called back to the Hocus Pocus line, but she wasn't there for it. So it's yeah. a little strange. Um, but so anyways, so they're, they're, they're around. Uh, the kids are, are running around. They're trying to, um, to, to warn people. Uh, of course, no one believes them. Yeah, so uh, my notes get a little... <laughs> Let me actually check my synopsis notes here. Um, bunch I'm of stuff also, happens. I'm also like, I'm looking at all like the stereotypes they assigned to these witches. I'm sitting there going, Margaret Murray would have loved this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they try to uh, warn a guy who's dressed up as a cop for Halloween, and that's why you don't impersonate cops, but also don't talk to cops. Um, and also small town cops are exactly that helpful. Right. No, I was like, I was like, I feel like you're, you're putting a hat on him by not having him be an actual cop. You should have just had him be a cop. Um, Cause that would have been the most realistic thing in the whole movie. Um, yeah. Anyways, they also get to the party. The Disney costume. Yeah. They There's get... a Mrs. Potts walking around. Is there? Yeah, as they're as they're leaving and they discover that their brooms are gone, there's a kid that goes up to the door and then walks away who's dressed up as like a really janky but clearly official Disney Mrs. Yeah. Potts. Yeah, that yeah, I guess that movie came out in ninety one. So yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't notice that. It's uh mm-hmm. and it's one of the only branded costumes in the movie. Uh because you know, the whole point with like uh the costume department and Halloween movies is that you know, contrary to what actually turns up on your doorstep on Halloween, like none of these costumes can be branded. So you see yeah. kids dressed up as like super generic things that children would never dress up as. Right. Well, it's, you know, clearance issues on everything. Exactly. It's, yeah. Um, but I love the creativity. Yeah. yeah. And I no, love that one yeah. little nod of like, oh, look, it's Mrs. Potts. But you have to really look because it's a janky freaking costume. Yeah, it's. Um, well, it keeps the, the budget down. It's like because there are movies where you will see people in branded costumes, um, mm-hmm. and usually it's something that's an IP that's owned by the studio that yeah. is making the movie. And I like you see a Mrs. Potts, but like because like in like in other films like The Adams Family, you see kids in branded costumes, but they also yeah. aren't in a huge crowd of trick or treaters. Um, and to be fair, growing up, like there are tons of like generic devil costumes that would get sold with rubber masks back then too. So, oh god, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 um, so many. So, anyways, they go to the the party that mm-hmm. the the parents are at eventually, and, and that party to... looks amazing, and I want to go. <laughs> and yeah, the mom's in a Madonna costume, and the dad she looks amazing, Dracula, um, and. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, the, the Sanderson sisters uh, show up and put on a rousing performance of I Put a Spell on You, which uh, is... Iconic? Iconic. <laughs> confu- now, there are a couple of things that are confusing. First off, the band does play the song before they start singing. So mm-hmm. there is a chance that Winnie heard that earlier performance, but I'm actually not sure that they were actually in the room when that happened. So it's, I mean, I think they are. Well, they, but... they come in on, um, they come in on that wicked witchcraft and then he segs into, I'll put a spell on you while they're standing there. Right. And that's the song that Max interrupts. 
Right. And that's and that's and that's fine. So like it's I mean, so maybe you can argue that they know that that she learned an entire song from half hearing a part of a verse one time. I mean, they do change into their magic spell part in the lyrics. Um, oh, yeah. So I mean, she heard chorus and verse. That's enough. <laughs> well, apparently for Bette Midler, but uh, well, actually, no, I would believe that for Bette Midler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bette, Mid- Bette, 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 but yeah, Winnie is canonically an idiot. <laughs> um, Everyone has one dumb superpower. Maybe that's her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they start, they, they, they do a magical, a magical musical number. Uh, hypnotize mm-hmm. the parents for just the reason to be mean, um, which is in character. Uh, the kids keep running. They end up luring the Sanderson's. I'm just going to try to rush through some of this. They lure the Sanderson sisters to the high school with a uh, French language tape in the kiln. Mm-hmm. Uh, they burn women alive and dance about it. Um, mm. I mean, that was another bit where I was like, okay, Allison maybe has half a brain because. Yeah. Three more. Oh, no, 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 no. That's actually a pretty good idea. I, I will say, Allison may have a brain. She just doesn't have a personality. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's so she she has a brain, just not a personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, fully. But obviously, the, the witches get revived by the curse because the black flame candle is still burning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, no, 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 too soon to celebrate. This is only act two. <laughs> yeah. So the the kids go home. Yeah, the kids don't know they're in a movie. Uh, they, they, they they take the spell book home. Uh, they they're gonna try to cure Binks. You know, they're gonna try to cure Thackeray. I prefer to call him Thackeray over calling him Binks. I feel like. Uh, yeah, I'm they're they're it. they're either gonna fix him or uh, take care of him forever. And I was like, this is this is everything that anyone has ever wanted a pet that lives forever because that's what they deserve. Kitty should yeah. live forever. Um, so also, uh, so they they try to sniff. The witches are trying to sniff out Max, and they find Jay and Ice because Ice is wearing Max's shoes. Mm-hmm. So the thing, um, I just have. Please eat I, them. I just have in my notes uh, because Jay and Ice then like uh, are in the cages and getting poked over sticks. I say Jay and Ice. Some people would pay a lot of money to have that done to them. Stop complaining. Um, <laughs> But uh, they they end up um, they they go the Sanderson sisters since the book gets opened they're able to locate where Danny is they um, Danny gets uh, gets kidnapped um, and they have a great moment which I think Buffy did better uh, though though it's still pretty great here where um, Max goes in to save his sister. And um, I know something you don't know, daylight savings time, and then the light comes in, um, mm-hmm. and they start freaking out. Uh, Max takes his shoes back, leaving uh, Ice and Jay to die. Um, Which is exactly what they deserve. Oh, yeah. They they also, like, the the Saturn sisters at this point have cast a spell. Also, before they go get Danny, I actually skipped over this. They cast a spell to summon all the town's children. Mm-hmm. And they do it, and they have Danny, and they're going to eat all the kids. Uh, they only need to eat one kid. I want to point this out. They only need to eat one kid. There's not a particular yeah. kid they need to eat. Um, I feel like this could have been solved in the plot by making it they had to eat the person who lit the black flame candle and had the kid light the candle. 
but um and then we wouldn't have spent the whole movie talking about virgins um yeah but that's like but then there wouldn't have been like oh this is the downfall of hubris blah yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like I really mean, girls the plan is eat literally any kid live till tomorrow and then go you know yeah it's so if, if you know if you, when you know that the original script had these kids as 12 year olds not 16 year olds as the older kids it, it it's kind of a like uh but they aged them up uh in the in a rewrite of the script um so but so all these kids are coming to the house mm-hmm. um they they save danny though and uh even though and they they start driving off. Even though though, so they've got all these kids coming to the house, and the kids are like there, like they are mm-hmm. there. The Sanderson sisters could just grab one of these kids, eat them, and win and be done. Yes. They though have decided they want that one kid because they're mad. Yes. It's vengeance, and I'm just like, you know, if you kill one of these other kids, you have as much time as possible to go kill that other kid. This is yeah. like work smarter, not harder. Exactly. But Although anyway. I, I have to say, I, I do love the the Bette Midler line. I've always wanted a child, and now I think I'll have one on toast. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 very like so they're they're driving off in the car. Uh, mm-hmm. They're getting chased by the Sanderson sisters, who, by the way, they had their regular brooms stolen earlier in the movie, and they got. <laughs> things ah. and like it is a nice joke like you know with uh like with the one of them on a you know a vacuum and it's gonna i love uh, that but i do wonder what happened to the three kids who stole the brooms judging by the sound effects it sounded like they flew no, which they, they i was off. like okay for one thing which means who there's steals... a spell on the broom right which is fine yes it, it means who, that kid then has a flying broom, broom. Who steals a broom from somebody's Halloween decoration, first of all? You know, and and second of all, like, the kids were dressed as the Sanderson sisters, so, like, maybe? Well, no, no, no. Okay, so, like, I understand, like, kids grabbing a broom, and then the moment you found out it could fly, you would be like, I'm never giving this back. Right. But, Uh so we know, and this is a minor spoiler, we know the Sanderson sisters' magic is still active in, you know, almost 30 years, Right. Correct. So, um, those brooms have been working for decades. What did these kids do? Like it, like the question of what is the story there? And then also when you know that, and this is a minor spoiler for the second movie, um, that, uh, the, um, that the Sanders sister spells will stop working at the end of the, the time period of the second movie, like their mm-hmm. magic gets dispelled. That means the brooms are going to stop working in 30 mm-hmm. years, which means what, what happens to the person who has spent 30 years with a flying broom has built their whole life around this flying broom. Probably <laughs> like is doing all this stuff. And then it stops working one day. Were you in the air when Hopefully it stopped not. working? Were you on the ground? What happens? Like, are you stranded? Like there are stories. Someone get on and write the fanfic about what happens to these three girls. I am begging you. <laughs> anyway, so, they are chasing after the kids, and this is this is the one thing that broke the movie for me canonically. And that is never saw a bus before, scared of cars, don't know what blacktop is. But Winnie knows to say let me pull see over and let me see your driver's permit. Ugh. And I know Bette Midler 
you know, probably like maybe it was ad lib, maybe it's in the script. Definitely ad libbing. But why why does Winnie know why does Winnie know what a driver's permit is? Why does why does Winnie know that? I don't know. I mean, sl- small dialogue spoiler in the second movie. One of the first things Mary says is, oh, that's a great time hack. It's like, you've been gone 30 years. You wouldn't know this. Yeah. It's, and then, like, my next note is just resisting arrest. And I <laughs> I think she also makes a resisting arrest joke. And I'm just yes. like, what? Uh, you, like, the, the, the put a spell on you, I can, like, break down because they heard part of the song before they started mm-hmm. singing it. Um. So, uh, the, the, so, uh, Chase ensues, uh, what? uh, they end up back on hollow ground when he ends up setting foot on hollowed ground, turning into stone. Um, mm-hmm. the sun comes up. Kaboom. Kaboom. Uh, also, uh, Billy, uh, Doug Jones, who we haven't gotten enough of in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, he gets his mouth unsewn and is at least able to break enough out of the spell to be like, no, I don't want to keep working for you. I hate you. Yes. Uh, and my whole relationship is going to be retconned with you in the next movie. Uh, <laughs> and but, I mean, I was also looking at like, okay, Allison's smart. She's got the salt. Um, they're at least like they're, they're working with some stuff there and see, see, I guess it does predate supernatural, but I still choose to blame the Winchesters. And Silver Raven Wolf. Um, <laughs> for everyone just going, oh, a ring of salt will solve everything. Sit down. Um, I mean, salt was is is a traditional part of projection charms, but it's not like I mean, you, it's not the only thing in the world. I mean, yeah. it'll it, it, it'll stop snails. Um, True, but I, I was also like, you've got an open grave there. Why are you not just like pitching handfuls of graveyard dirt at these witches? That's hallowed ground shrapnel, baby, and it's free yeah. for the taking. I guess the question right? is, does it stay ground when it's in the air? Yes. Um. Well, I depend. Well, in the logic of the film, does it stay ground oh. if it's in the air? Um, yeah, I guess. This is, don't bring in real stuff. To be it's still a projectile weapon. <laughs> true. I mean, yeah. It's anyways. Uh, the they win the day. Uh, Thackeray, his spell is apparently dispelled with their death here. Although not every spell, as we will find out, because again, um. Billy just goes and lies down. Um, yeah. He does just go lie down. And I do love the. F- we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, it's. Um, well, I think the, the thing with uh, with Thackeray Binks is that um, they cursed him to live forever with his guilt. Um, but he's no longer guilty. He's yeah, no longer guilty because yeah. he's, yes. he's done what he set out to do. Very true. He helped to save a child he helped a brother save his little sister he helped max do what he could not so his curse is broken yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go yeah. it's not so, that the spell was dispelled when the sanderson sisters died it's that the curse is broken because yeah, yeah. he broke it and again uh hand waving thackeray goes off walking talking to his the ghost of his sister talking about max being a virgin um <laughs> because again we're really focused on the vert like i I want to be clear. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I have been clear in how many times they talk about Max being a virgin in this movie. At least six. Yeah, At least it's six. it's a lot. It's it is a stunningly high amount. But anyway, so that's that's the end yep. of the movie. Yep. Also, I love you. Jerk face is really, really cute. Yes. Yes, it is. I think that's adorable. 
Also, Allison is going to dump his ass before next Halloween. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, I mean, and how long do you think that they conveniently forgot that Jay and Ernie were locked in those cages? Oh yeah, they they do have a shot of Jay and Ernie still in the cages. Just leave uh, them to rot. <laughs> you know, I would have loved in the sequel to see a little memorial thing for in memorial of Jay and Ernie. Uh, but uh, free skeletons for next Halloween. <laughs> also, the the adults leave the party and uh, hungover as hell. Yeah, because they've been dancing all night because they were cursed, uh, and it's uh, it's uh, the book is still alive. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they make sure to show you that, and that's that's where the movie ends. And I think this is first off. I think this is this movie came out a really interesting time. It's nineteen ninety three. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, we are right at the brink of the like. The Modern Witchcraft movie has been going on for decades, but, like, it's about to go mainstream. Yeah. Like, this is about to happen in, like, the mm-hmm. next year. Like, and and this movie comes out now. It's, like, there's, like, first off, before we start, like, I want to be clear. I like this movie a lot. I don't actually have the childhood nostalgia for it that a lot of people do because, um... I didn't watch it until uh, I didn't watch it in its entirety until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept seeing parts of it on cable, but this movie came out when I was I came out when I was twelve. I would have been like at the end of the demographics because yeah, this yeah. movie came out in July of nineteen ninety three. July of nineteen ninety three, which is I mean to be fair, movies ran in theaters longer. But it still seems like an odd, like I mean, also this movie was a complete flop. Uh, Oddly, well. yes, you but released... it, it had like a huge resurgence on video. Yeah, um, I remember the first time I saw it, I was ten years old, and it was uh, one of the first sleepovers I went to, and I was just enchanted, and it became this huge cult classic. Everyone yeah. wanted to watch Hocus Pocus every year for Halloween. Yeah. Well, and Hocus Pocus, and they started airing it on um, the Family Channel, and uh-huh. like every year at Halloween, um, and mm-hmm. ABC did it in the two thousand. Like it, it, the home video uh, release is what what turned this movie into a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot with the writing, it's you also see evidence of the fact that Disney bought the original script for this in eighty four. This movie, like, and it went through a lot of rewrites. Originally, they were, like, younger. Like, there's, like, I'm assuming there was less talk about virgins in the original draft. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, it's, at one point, uh, like, the character of Winnie was originally written for Cloris Leachman. Uh, Oh, my God, that would have been fabulous. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But then I can only imagine that she would have had, like, the nose and, mm, that really would not have aged well. Yeah. yeah. I'm it bet with with the oversized like Wuchi teeth is is life. Oh. Um it's a beautiful thing. It, it was absolutely just glorious. Um, but yeah, I could see I could see Cloris Leachman absolutely just devouring that role. I could have seen oh, her I, doing it, yeah. but Bette Midler was Mm. Yeah, no, Bette Midler was an inspired choice. Uh, mm-hmm. So this movie, though, like we get into like, if you think about this movie too hard. Yeah, it really does. Like, because let's let's go to the premise. And I, we you brought this up earlier. Um, and I have a whole note about it. And it's just like, 
the 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 making Salem witches actual evil witches feels tone deaf. Very tone deaf. When you think about it for more than five seconds. Yeah, especially considering like, like I said, you know, twenty some innocent people died. How many more had their their lives ruined, their properties confiscated? The last Salem witch was only exonerated last year. Yeah. 2022. There's actually a wonderful documentary called The Last Witch that's currently uh, in production that's going to come out about, you know, how that whole exoneration happened because it was because of some uh, some school class or other. Uh, But, yeah, it's like that just seems kind of. mm, Yeah. But like you said, child murder played for laughs. Uh, But sure, let's let's go ahead and dig into the whole uh, We'll lean into the whole like Murrayite thing of, of course, there were real evil witches who were actually in league with the devil, who actually ate children. Yeah, yeah. It's let's be really clear. Like the witches sure. in this movie are literally in league with the devil. They call when they think they meet the devil, they call they call the, him master. They call him mm-hmm. master. And I want to be really clear. Like in and this is this is going to be important when we get to the next episode. But like it's really clear within the context of this movie, these are like devil like in a pact with the devil witches who are evil who kill children and mm-hmm. we have taken them and placed them into a real historic witch trial yep and because that's not problematic that's but then fucked up <laughs> i mean uh, counting on disney to let the truth get in the way of a good story uh, no <laughs> not gonna happen yeah it's <sighs> But like you said, if you think about it too hard, it does fall apart. If you just kind of take it as, okay, it's a funny movie about witches who come back from the dead on Halloween. Let's roll with it. How do we make them evil? They eat children. All right, good. Go. Yeah. And again, child murder played for comedy. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's the early 90s. It's this mm. is this is very much an 80s and 90s movie. Like this is a this is oh, a God, 80s yes. to early 90s movie in every trope everything like it's um that said uh, i mean the costuming is incredible it's a fun mix of like fantasy witch and some actual like period accurate pieces like the shirt that uh that thackeray binks is wearing in the beginning actually has proper underarm gussets and it gives me life as someone who works in a historical field Uh, just looking at it and going, oh, usually they just do like the Byron era frilly poet shirt. I'm like, no, that is an actual proper, you know, it's not hanging from the shoulders. It's hanging from the neck. It has the underarm gussets. The sleeves are right. It's not buttoned. It's laced. Ah, so happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little things. Uh, so like overall, like, I think that if you enjoy this movie, feel fine enjoying this movie, but yeah. Like we gotta acknowledge, there's there's stuff here. <laughs> yeah, it still has aged better than so many other things from the '90s. So, yeah, yeah. There's there's one or two things that I give a pass, except you know, obviously, like at the town hall meeting, it's like, ooh, spot the 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 racist cultural costume in the crowd, and there's like four of them. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh yeah, like it's. Yeah. yeah. It's but it's also it it was the 90s and people were not having those conversations in public spaces yet. 
So it's it's an accurate it's an it's an accurate example of of stuff you would have seen at an actual Halloween co- party. Yeah, it, it is an so, accurate depiction of the times. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we should talk about with this first movie. Hmm. I want that book. <laughs> Not necessarily for like the evil spells or whatever, but just to see like what else was in it. And let's be real, what witch coming up in like the 90s and the 2000s didn't look at the book and the dresses and the cottage and be like, I want this aesthetic somehow. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but some part of this speaks to me and I want it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I love the Sanderson sisters house. I love all of the little details in the interior. I love all the decorations they did. And I still remember seeing like the behind the scenes uh, special they did where they showed the uh, the animatic model for how they got Binks to talk and how revolutionary that was at the time. Uh, This movie came out the same year as Jurassic Park for reference. So it was a it was a big year for like movie magic effects coming into their own and, you know, CGI really starting to come into its own. So it's, it's kind of cool to look back at that and be like, yeah, it's, it's a little yeah. sort of, ich, but it holds up. Visually it holds up for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And, and so, so Lazi, we didn't ruin the movie. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, this is, this is too beloved. I could never ruin it. Um, I'm I'm going to love this movie my whole life. Uh, for me, like <laughs> Hocus Pocus and the Craft fall into the same category as yes, they're old, I, yes, they're imperfect, but I love them so much for what they are. I think I think that's actually so the Craft which comes out in what 96 or what I think so, yeah. Out? Yeah, it's let me I think it's 96. Yeah, 96. So like this is 3 years later the craft comes out and I think that like the real difference in where we see the modern witchcraft movement like coming to the front is really seen between like I know this is more of a kids movie that's more aimed at like teens and adults but like right. the the difference in the cultural awareness in just 3 years is huge because the craft the craft is like trying to take as much stuff from Wicca as possible. Where this mm-hmm. is like this, you would not even know that like there were a bunch of people calling themselves witches in the modern day when this movie came out, like in in Hocus Pocus. And I think I think that's like genuinely um, an interesting an interesting difference here because like you can really just see as the cultural moment is shifting in the nineties that like this is the this is our before the craft is our after. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. I think that. Um, it really it really is fascinating to to see the difference and i and we're going to talk about that difference a lot more in the next episode because uh uh the next episode we're going to be talking about hocus pocus 2 and all of the like the effect that the modern witchcraft movement had on the sequel and so, it is profound Mm-hmm. So all of you listeners and people watching on YouTube, you will you will be able to tune into that in a month. Uh, but, but secretly, we're going to have that conversation now. Um, but you will get to hear that in a month in the December episode. 
So I'm I'm gonna wrap this up to uh, outro tray now, and <laughs> uh, we will. Yeah, outro tray, take it away. Thank you guys so much for joining us this month. Uh, it's 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 been a hoot. I assume I'm I'm recording the outro before we recorded <laughs> the episode, so I'm hoping it was good. I I believe in my heart that it was good even though it hasn't happened for me yet, but it's happened for you. And that means it was amazing. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, uh, I want to thank everybody who, who listened. Remember this show is brought to you by contributors to the, uh, my Patreon, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash T R A E G O R N. Remember for just a dollar, a, a dollar a month, you can get episodes like this a whole week early and I want to thank my uh, contributors uh, like uh, Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Claire Dennis, and Kayla Burkowski, who contributed at the shout-out tier. And, uh, you know, remember you can always follow the show on social media. Uh, you can find uh, me on uh, Tumblr at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, technically, the, the X Twitter account, shitter, whatever you want to call it, that's still running. You can follow that, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. It is pretty much automated at this point because I don't open up that website anymore. I have a TikTok, I have a Mastodon, it's T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N, um, on, it's Mastodon.social is my server there. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty much, most places, at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N if I'm there. Um, on Facebook, you should follow the page slash BS Free Witchcraft because that is, don't find my personal Facebook page, guys. That's where I talk to my mom. I gotta say it every month because there's always someone new every month who tries to friend me. Uh, yeah. And remember, you can like talk to me. If you want to actually like just directly talk to me like all the time, nerdandtie.social. Or the Nerd and Tie Discord, where you can find a invite at nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Uh, those are the two places you should you should talk to me directly, and I am more than happy to have a chat with you because I am bored a lot of the time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that wraps it up for this month. Uh, next month, um, next month we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus two. The conversation continues. It's going to be fun. Uh, with that, Magickens, I bond you a, a fond adieu. And uh, remember, dirt in our fingernails, breaking our hands. And also listen to Hex Positive, nerdtie.com slash Hex. And all the other podcasts at the Nerdtie Podcast Network. I'm a disaster. I forgot my webcam does that now.